0: love
1: it with some passion rubber band and the money that keeps stacking got a honey who come with elite fashion she too fun. i tell her that thing magic you ain't a hustle you broke what well, I seem tragic got a catch in the field like deep passes i tell her plug if it's sticky then please bag it i need the best because i grew up beneath madness yo 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 what up this is the chop up here on the buffalo rumless vidcast network and you know, Spence is on vacation a little early, man. So uh he left it up to the OGs here. And I got my guy, Twan. What's good, dog?
2: That much, man. Just stay busy uh throughout the all season. What's, what's good with you?
1: Well, you know, uh tonight is uh 40th birthday eve. Now my birthday is on Monday, but now that well, happy I don't early have any, birthday. I appreciate it. Now I don't have any work to do. I'm off for the rest till next week. It's party time, bro. So I'm about <laughs> to get it in. You know, it's 40. I don't know how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying?
2: It's just like a number, man. Head. I feel it's like just, an old head. It's just a number, man. Like, it's how you, you feel in your mind.
1: That's what they say, dog. That's what they say. But, man, every day I wake up, bro, I feel it. I feel <laughs> it, dude. I feel it, man. But, uh, hey, I'm I'm excited about it. I'm doing some deep sea fishing. I don't know if you ever. Oh, yeah. That.
2: I have. I have. Like, yeah, I love the fish. So, yeah, it's been a little while since I've done deep sea. Like, when I was living in South Florida, we used to do it uh, every now and then.
1: Oh, yeah. You did live down there.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good place for it, for sure.
1: And then I'm getting a a whole leg tap on the front of my leg, my right leg. So I'm
2: going
1: to be under the under the needle for like 10 to 12 hours. What? Uh, In two day sessions. So I'm doing like five or six on one day and the same on the next day.
2: Man, I, I, I don't have any tattoos, so yeah, man. I I good good <laughs> luck to you, man. That sounds painful.
1: It is painful, man. It is painful, but you you already know what it is, man. It's uh you only turn 40 once, dog.
2: Yeah, you gotta live it up, man. Whatever you wanna do, man, just live it up have a good time.
1: Now I gotta tell you this too, because you're a foodie like me. So I'm going to this joint. I don't I forgot the name of it, but it's uh some it's near Anaheim. But it's a seafood boil place. Okay. Where they have these giant king crab legs, lobster crab, and I'm doing that as well.
2: Well, I, I think I know what is the place called. You know, I think I know I, what you're talking I about. I'll
1: text it to you. I'll text yeah. it to you because I don't know the name of it on top of my head, but I'm going.
2: Yeah, I used to live in L.A., so I think uh, I know what you're talking about. I lived everywhere at this point, yeah, but yeah, I used to have. live. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've lived, I've lived many lives.
1: <laughs> hey, there ain't no wrong with that, dog. So. You know, Hey, so uh football wise, dog, that hey, there's been a lot going on the past few days, man. This week has been kind of heavy. Uh, you know, I, you guys made a move today with uh Elijah Moore being moved. Now, I we talked, you know, this past offseason and during the season, he, you know, he's had a hard time with the team and with the direction they've been going and his playing time. So what 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 kind of insight about the trade can you give me and a little bit of the backstory for those who don't know what's going on there?
2: Well, I'll start at the back. First of all, like for people that don't know that just knew that I covered the Jets for the New York Daily News. So, yeah. Um, So that's what, what, you know, Sturls is talking about. So as far as Elijah Moore, I mean, last year was kind of turbulent. I mean, you look at his rookie season. He's only been in the league two years, but it seems like it's a lot longer considering what happened last year. Like, had a decent rookie year, and up catching over 40 passes. You know, obviously, you know, some chances with Zach, a young Zach Wilson is um, both were rookies. And then last year, uh, it started out, you know, the quarterback was Joe Flacco at first because Zach Wilson was hurt for a little bit. Then Zach Wilson comes in and, you know, really not looking to a lot more. And, you know, they ended up beating the Packers in mid-October last year. And then after the game, I think one, one of the reporters, uh, Rich Cimeney from ESPN, quoted a tweet saying he had zero, you know, targets in the game. And then Elijah Moore quoted that tweet and said, you know, he wasn't necessarily happy with his role, but he's going to shut up and not say anything because, you know, they're winning. But he in, in turn, he did say something because had he not said anything, he wouldn't have tweeted what he said. And right. then let let out, you know, everything was fine. And then they went to practice the next week, and him and Mike lafour the offensive coordinator, Jets offensive coordinator at the time, get into a verbal argument. You know, where Elijah Moore was sent home for the day, but uh, Robert Solid up saying he more was sent home for family matters, which hmm. everybody knew. You know, it was something more to it, especially coming off uh, what happened a few days ago. And then Elijah Moore requests a trade, which the Jets don't grant. But they ended up sending, like, he stayed at home. They played Denver the next week. He did not travel to Denver for the game. And then, really, you know, the rest of the year, he was not getting the touches and the catches that I think he really wanted. Uh, him, his report with Zach Wilson just wasn't there. And he didn't say it necessarily publicly, but he did not like playing with Zach Wilson whatsoever. So, but, you know, the team, again, at the time, the team was winning this before they started losing six straight to end of the year. And then, you know, he was trying to be like a good, you know, soldier to the day. But, you know, he already kind of let the two pace out of the tube at that point. And I think the Jets just realized, you know what, it's better to move on. You know you're going to get Aaron Rodgers at some point. You're trying to revamp your wide receiver room. And it's probably not going to be a lot of touches for him anyway. So might as well just move on. You get a second-round pick for him, the over two, 42nd pick overall. And they also give up a third to get rid of Elijah Moore.
1: Man, so that's a that's a big move for them. I mean, and then you guys went and signed Nicole Hartman today, right?
2: Yes, they signed him to a one-year deal worth $6.5 I mean, it's like a low-risk deal. I mean, he's essentially replacing Baxter Burials, who the team released a few weeks ago. Right. Due to uh, salary reasons.
1: Yeah, and that's a move that I, I really didn't foresee happening, then moving on from Braxton Burris. I thought he was a, a pretty good slot option uh, in that offense uh, when well, he's targeted.
2: They wanted to keep him. They wanted to restructure his deal, but Brett Berrios did not want to do that. So they decided to release him, and Berrios ended up going to Miami, and the place where he played his college football.
1: Man. So, you know, when I look at that Nicole Harden thing, like I like him as a player. I, I thought the Bills would take a stab at him, but at 6.5 mil, you know, that kind of makes me wonder what Odell Beckham's going to get, right? If he's getting – if Nicole's getting six, Odell's getting ten?
2: Probably, yeah. At least, I think he's definitely looking for more than four. That's what he tweeted out. (laughs) I don't know how how many teams are going to give him that, but, you know, unless it's incentive-laden, like, it has to be very incentive. Like, because we're talking about a man that has not stayed healthy recently. I have a hard time giving him more than $10 million a year, to be quite honest with you. Me, me personally. We'll see what the Jets do. Even though I know they're going for it, but. It's hard. Where you got the guy has had two ACL surgeries in the last three years.
1: Yeah, I mean, how how effective you know can can you be like if you're a wide receiver, your everything that you do is like predicated on those ligaments, on that motion, and, and for you to be, it'd be one thing if you was a defensive tackle, right? Where yes, you, your lateral movement really isn't that important, but when you're a wide receiver. I get that you can catch the ball one hand and that's cute and all, but man, like in and out of breaks, top of stem, like, that's going to be tough, man. That That's a lot. I know as a former college athlete, when I played ball, I tore my ACL and you're just never the same. Now, again, I didn't, I don't have, I'm not privy to the nutrition and, and the trainers that, that, that they have today, but it's still a major injury.
2: Yeah. And he's 30 now. So he's had two major injuries like that recently. Um, I mean, and to be honest, with you, I mean, he looked good for a little bit of time we saw him with the Rams, remember. But, right, right, right. you know, prior to that, I mean, he didn't look so he looked great when he was with Cleveland. You know, I right. don't think he's necessarily looked the same since he's left the Giants, to be quite honest with you. So it's, it's taking a risk. And then obviously we hadn't even factor in like the character and some of the things like that, too. So, right. But yeah, I, I have a hard time giving somebody that much money unless it's like a one year prove it deal. Maybe for 10 million, I might do that. But I would not give him a multi-year deal.
1: Yeah, man, I I I couldn't do it. I mean, unless you're a team like the Texans who who would benefit from them making a move like that because they have the cap space and you know you're gonna put a, a young rookie quarterback back there. I mean, I think you know for for teams like that, if I don't think he'd want to go there just because they're really not competitive.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you're a young team like the Texans. Why not just go get a young receiver? I mean, you got you got two early draft picks. Just pair the quarterback up with a receiver. And then you got two on a rookie deal. That's what I would do. That's just me personally. I don't so, know if I would necessarily have them in the locker room. Like, I don't know if I would want somebody like that if I like. Not to say he has the worst character in the world, but you know, it's it's been some situations that have happened, obviously.
1: Well, we call it a situation-ship?
2: <laughs> I mean, you, you heard about the uh, airport, the airplane situation, right? <laughs> yeah, recently. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that was pretty re- So I, I don't know if I would. I would just rather go with somebody young in that situation. That's that's just me.
1: Okay, so we're talking about situationships. A little segue here. We're going to keep it on the Jets, your favorite team that you love. (laughs) With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at (laughs) Marines.com. Okay. Why hasn't the Aaron Rodgers news broke? What are you hearing? Like, uh, you know, it sounds like, you know, the deal is all but done or the parameters are in place. What is the holdup? Is it where... The Packers are, are waiting for that compensation they've been looking for. They're kind of playing chicken. Or or is it is it Aaron Rodgers trying to see what their what the Jets free agent moves are gonna be? Do you have any insight on that?
2: No, I mean Aaron, I think Aaron wants to go there. It's just a matter of one like it's been a stalemate between the Jets and the Packers. The Packers want a first round pick at least. And the Jets don't wanna give him one. They want they they want the deal that sent Brett Favre to the Jets years ago. You're not getting that deal. Not not in 2023, you're not getting that deal. So you got to understand that the Packers are like, okay, we at least want a first round pick, something conditional, something. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to get, they're gonna have to give up a first round pick, whether it be in 2023 or 2024. I think at some point they're gonna have to give up a first round pick. And I, I, if I'm the Jets, I would rather just give it up now. If that's all you're asking for this year, I'll give them a first round pick just for the year. Really, really, yeah. Just for one, you rather give them? Okay, you're gonna give them. Two or three picks for Aaron Rodgers, or as opposed to just one. I'm not giving
1: nothing for Aaron Rodgers, to be honest.
2: Well, oh, I'm just saying, like if you're <laughs> if you're in that situation, if you're yeah. the Jets, said, yeah, you would you rather just give up two picks or rather give up one?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're going to give up any picks, just go ahead and give up that. And that's what I'm saying. Like, what is the holdup? If if you yeah. if it sounds like this is from the outside looking in, they've they waited in terms of uh, free agent quarterbacks. You know, they flirted with Derek Carr. I don't know what happened there. And then now you're seeing the quarterback market is pretty much dried up. You know, most of the – aside from Lamar Jackson, who who knows what's going to happen there. (laughs) And I don't understand why they haven't made an offer to the Ravens for him. You you got this Aaron Rodgers thing, and it just doesn't make any sense as to why – You know, we're sitting here four weeks away from the draft and Aaron Rodgers is still technically uh, a Green Bay Packer on paper. It just doesn't make sense to me.
2: Well, basically, just because of the compensation, they don't want to give up the compensation. So for me, like if that's all they were asking for, then I wouldn't have a problem just giving them 13 at that point. You have two first round picks anyway. Just 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 pull the trigger. Like, I understand from a standpoint where you're trying to build the team, but obviously you're trying to go for it now because otherwise you wouldn't go after Aaron Rodgers in the first place. You would go after a Lamar Jackson. If this is the long game, if you're trying to build build for the future, then you give two first-round picks to go get Lamar Jackson instead of right. going for Aaron Rodgers. So just give them, just give them the first-round pick if that's all they're going to ask for and just be done with it. And then just you know start building your team that way. Because to be honest with you, they're trying to build their team with veterans for the most part anyway because you have a guy that Aaron Rodgers with. You don't know how long he's going to play anyway. He may play one year. He may play two years. Hopefully he plays two years if you're in the Jets organization. But – you know you still have two first second round picks that you can start to build your team from and also still build your offensive line that definitely needs a lot of work but to answer your question about Lamar Jackson and the Jets basically you know whenever you go get Nathaniel Hackett then you know you have an Aaron Rodgers who knows his system already so it kind of helps everybody else you can bring, that's why they that's why they need to make the deal so you know when the offseason program starts a month from now just about, you can have him try to imp- implement the, office, help him integrate the offense with everybody else who doesn't necessarily know it. Yeah, you know, they're learning it with and nose and tablets, but it's different when you're learning it on the fly, on the offense and on the field, where you have a guy that's very knowledgeable, like Aaron Rodgers, along with, it, with Alan Lazar.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely in win now mode. I mean, you could tell by the, the moves that they made getting rid of Elijah Moore, who you invested, they invested a second round pick in and then, and then turn around and flip him. And then, you know, getting Micole Harmon, Alan Lazard, you know, that, that wide receiver room is going to be completely different by the time from, from last year, last snap of last season to the, the first snap of the new season, it's going to be completely different. But I, I, I mean, I've got to be honest, man, I'm excited about what the Jets are doing. Like, They've been drafting better than the Bills. I mean, we talked about this the last few years. Uh, yeah. Now, it helps when you have premium picks at the top of the draft, you know. But uh, you got, I mean, if you're a Jets fan, you got to be, and I know you are, <laughs> you got to be excited. Yeah, okay.
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, mean, I think they all – I mean, I think they feel, I think the fans feel optimistic, just the ones that, you know, you could tell on Twitter or whatever. But I think, I mean, they hadn't made the playoffs since 2010. So I think, you know, going to get an Aaron Rodgers and get based on, you know, yeah, it makes them excited, opportunistic about what the future may hold for this team. And, yeah, they they know it might not be a long time, it might be, you know, a short time. But, you know, if they can make the playoffs and try to make a run. At, I don't I don't know if they're ready to go say Super Bowl, but, you know, to make a run and maybe win a playoff game. And I think that, would, that excites a lot of people with the fan base.
1: Okay, so we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to talk a little draft. Now, at the end of the show, we're going to do a little mock draft for the Jets. And the Bills in round one. Okay, I'm like the mock draft king around here, at Buffalo Rumblers. Is what I do, <laughs> especially if I'm live and I'm and I'm on the mic. We're doing a mock draft, dog. But I wrote an article uh, at uh with my first mock of the season of all 32 teams, and at number 12, I have the Jets. Now, when I tell you 13, the pick, 13. 13,
2: yeah, yeah. When
1: I tell you the pick, I want your honest reaction, and, and then you know maybe. Give me your honest reaction and then give me who you who you would pick in that position, given the string of moves and the potential Aaron Rodgers signing. Uh or or if you want to trade back, whatever. So at that pick, I have the Jets picking Paris Johnson, offensive tackle, Ohio State. Go.
2: Yeah, I think it's a good move. I think they need to I think they need to address the tackle position still. I know you got Dwayne Brown that's coming back. You know, but he had double shoulder surgery and throughout the offseason. He played last year basically on one shoulder. So you have him coming back. You know it's going to be for one more year. But you need to have a plan in place, too. And you still need another tackle. Uh, I know you got Makai Betton. I know he looked great. He's lost a lot of weight. But the man's played one game in the last two years. Mm-hmm. So you really can't, you know, depend on him. It's good to have him in depth just in case somebody gets hurt. But they're going to decline his fifth-year option because there's no way you can necessarily pick that up because, again, the man has only played, you know, one game, and that was back in the 2021 season when he suffered a season-ended knee injury and was out for the year. So you can't really pick that up. You know, you still have some questions at right tackle. Max Mitchell is coming off of, you know, a blood clot situation that ended his season last year. So whatever you want to do, you know, you can put uh, Paris Johnson at right tackle for this year. And then, you know, once the Wayne Brown is gone, you can also move, you can then move him to left tackle and then try to find a solution at the right tackle position. But I think that'll be a, a tremendous move there. They still need to address the center position, too, because Conor McGovern, who was their starting center the last few years as a free agent, doesn't seem like they're very interested in bringing him back. So if you if you don't draft a guy like Paris Johnson in the first round, then I think you could trade back, you know, also take a possible John Michael Smith from Minnesota in the late first round and get your center there and maybe still address the tackle position later on.
1: Yeah. So my, my question is, this: you know, Jonah Williams is a guy offensive tackle that's on the mark. I think his best position is inside the guard. Why? Why wouldn't the Jets want to trade a third, fourth round pick for? A guy now you would now you if you trade for him, you're gonna have to give him a new contract, or that, you can let him play out play out his current deal. And this is another guy who's often been injured. But I think if you insulate him, you put him at guard, I think you guys would have have a really nice solid line. I mean, I love Elijah Vera Tucker. I think he's gonna be a really solid pro. Uh so what are your thoughts on the prospects of maybe you guys checking out Jonah Williams?
2: Well, I think you know, you kinda answered your own question there why they won't do it because of money. Like, they're already kind of strapped for cash now. And then this is before the air structure him. He's going to make some type of money, and it's going to take a part of the cap as well. Although, just other ways that they can generate more money by letting go Corey Davis and also, uh, uh, also Carl Lawson, too, as well. So they have other ways to get money. But the fact of the matter is, I don't know if they necessarily want to pay the amount of money than it would take to get uh, Williams there, and I feel like they're 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 solid at guard. Unless you want to move Lazarevich uh, Tucker to right tackle, now you could do that, and then you could plug him in at the uh, right guard position. Because remember, Elijah I mean vera Tucker played at left tackle last year, right, right, right. tackle, and right guard. Like it, he was a unicorn, completely. Like he's one of the MVPs of the offense last year before he suffered that bicep century. So you have the flexibility where you could move him around, but. I I, I, don't, I think they probably will keep him at right guard, but, you know, I, we'll see. But he played tackle pretty solid last year because he had experience at that, as you probably know, at USC.
1: Yeah, it sounds like the Jets over there cooking the books. I don't know how in the world they ain't got no money to sign nobody because they ain't got nobody on their roster but a bunch of solid rookies and 2nd <laughs> players. Where's the money going?
2: Well, I mean, C.J. Lawson, is take, C.J. Uh, Mosley, excuse me, was taking up a lot of money. They still need to restructure. They could restructure him. I think that'll take uh free up some money. Again, Carl Lawson has taken up a lot of money. They re- recently restructured uh Lincoln Thompson's deal. Corey Davis is still on the books there too as well. So it's a lot of they still have some veterans on the roster that's taking up a, a bulk of cash.
1: <clears throat> yeah, man, it's time to it's time to get rid of some of them cats. If you you know, you wanna give us that linebacker y'all got CJ Mosley, I mean. I know the bills can't pay for him, but, you know, we'll
2: take them. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we'll take them off your hands. The Jets fans – some of the Jets fans are ready to get rid of CJ which I don't understand. The man was the second uh, team all pro last year. He's like, really he's still, good. Why, why would you yeah, want he's to get rid really They feel like they could do better, which they, they can't because if they could, they would be doing better. Right. <laughs> right. I don't understand that. It's, I mean, those guys are hard to find. Like So, again, he's one of the top five or five to ten yeah. linebackers in football. So, yeah, easily. Yeah, so but, I don't understand.
1: You know, that's from a fan's perspective. I mean, when you actually watch the All-22 of C.J. Mosley, he's a disruptor. Like, yeah. he's really good, so I don't understand yeah. that. Yeah,
2: Bill Belichick even gave him a shout-out last year. I mean, he said that he knew a lot of their plays, and he, he was dis, uh, disruptive in, you know, what they were doing. So Bill Belichick says that, and then he doesn't – You have nobody I, mean, I, know, I I mean, he does with the other teams, but – He normally just says people are good players, but he was actually saying what C.J. Mosley was doing to help out the Jets' defense. So you know it was really genuine. Yeah, yeah, it has to be, okay.
0: With Kizik hands free shoes, motion sounds something like
1: this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at slash socks Okay, so we're if we're talking compensation now, I want you to now I want you to put your your Jets fandom aside, okay? Because I'm gonna bring you I'm gonna bring (laughs) oh yeah, that's that's gonna
2: be really hard. I'm
1: gonna bring you to the winning team for a little. We're gonna talk some bills, okay? (laughs) All right, so. The Bills, uh, today. I don't know if you've seen this. You probably have seen it, but
2: well, of course, yeah.
1: You know, I, I gotta show you. And for those of you who don't know, uh, this is D Hop on on the uh on the Instagram today. So he he put this up, Buffalo Soldier. He, you know the the lyrics of the Bob Marley song, right? Uh, there there's been a lot of rumors and speculation. Uh, if you go, Daniel Jeremiah said that the best landing spot. For DeAndre Hopkins was the Buffalo Bills. I don't, you know, now he's well-connected to the league. He didn't say any, any source told him anything. But I just think it's kind of curious, kind of weird, that that would drop uh, last night, this morning. And then you have this news about DeAndre Hopkins. And Oliver on his Instagram uh, made a little comment, you know, these cryptic messages from these athletes be killing me, dog. You know, <laughs> uh, But, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, first of all, DeAndre Hopkins in a Bills uniform. Now, you have to make the money work. I think this dude's owed like $26 million, uh, $26 million and I think maybe you know uh, some of that would have to be eaten up by the Cardinals and, and give them Ed Oliver is what I'd do. But DeAndre Hopkins in this offense – it makes a lot of sense in terms of Bills need a number two wide receiver. Now, D Hop is the number one wide receiver, but he's twenty nine years old. Stephon Diggs is he's no spring chicken either. I mean, these guys are kind of getting old in terms of young wide receiver talent. They're they're older, right? They're DeAndre, still in their
2: prime. Yeah, they're, they're still, still in their prime. prime
1: but you yeah. got at least two solid years, and it's like it's time. Oh no,
2: no, no, man! They can't they can I mean, those years? guys. I, I think Diz has a good, another good five years left out him. I think the, hop.
1: Of, of solid, consistent yeah, production. Yeah. And not yeah. five years.
2: Yeah. I think so. Okay. I think so. I think okay. D Hop could give you like three or four more years. All right, he's tied for two more years anyway. So right. he could leave he'll at least give it that. I mean, and then he's not from what I understand, he's not looking for another contract, like how he was with the Texans going from the Texans to the Cardinals when he was looking for that big money deal. I think this is just kinda like he just wants to get to a contender.
1: Yeah. I mean, Buffalo would be the perfect spot. Now, having, having Diggs and having D Hop. Now, let me tell you something because we're going to talk draft. If the Buffalo Bills trade Ed Oliver, and let's say they give up Ed Oliver and a third round pick for De- DeAndre, no, nah, Ed Oliver and a fifth round pick this year and a fourth round pick next year.
2: Oh, come on. They, they have to get more than, like, they can't give a third round or at least conditional third.
1: Well, all all, well, we got to look at the Brandon Cooks deal, who's similar in age, who's been. Oh, no, he, he ain't
2: nowhere near. I, man, I'm though?
1: just saying. Now, if you're a negotiator, you have to you have to use that as a baseline. Like, okay, so okay, so a, a, a fourth for DeAndre with Ed Oliver and maybe a conditional uh, or fifth round pick next year.
2: I need a conditional. Like, th- I, I think if the Bills make the playoffs, then I need a third. Then yeah. otherwise, then yeah, I'll do the fourth.
1: Uh, this year or next year
2: uh i, I could do i would do well it'll have to be next year then because if it's going to be conditional
1: so if it's a conditional i for next year i would do it for that
2: i okay, need my third yeah. round
1: pick this year i will make that trade
2: but yeah you if i might have to give me i would say okay give me a uh, fifth rounder this year then if it's going to be conditional next year
1: deal because we got two fifth round picks so okay I, I, I will make that trade. So so DeAndre Hopkins in this offense, one, you got a guy that can get at every level of the field, right? He's going to eat you up, short, intermediate, great route runner. He got one with some of the best hands in the league. You know, if if I make that move, I want you to take a guess at who I'm drafting at 27 if he's there.
2: Let's take a guess. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, it's got to be some kind of – it's not an offensive lineman, I'm sure. No. Nope nobody nope. like, wh- wh- where are you going with this
1: be john robinson oh they did
2: that one if he's there i don't know if he's gonna be there though
1: no. I, I don't think he will i don't, I don't think, think he's he be will that. but in the hypothetical land that we're living in right now if B. john robinson is there even if D. Hop or not i'm really tempted to go select him at 27 if he's there but just think about an offense with josh allen stefan diggs deandre hopkins and Bijan Robinson in the back. I don't care who's in the, on the offensive line. Just think how many light boxes you're going to have. Like, come yeah. on, man. That, well, that's, that's what they need.
2: That's exactly yeah. what they need. Like, yeah, to take some pressure off of Josh. He won't feel like he needs to be Superman out there on the field at times. And, yeah. yeah, you got two game-breaking receivers, you know, Dalton Dots. I mean, he's been, you know, solid at times. I mean, that that's what you want. And then you got Gabe Davis playing the role that he needs to be playing, which is the 3rd wide receiver. So yeah, that's that's what they need. That's what they need, especially considering what the Dolphins have done this off You know, bringing in Jalen Ramsey and look, I know, I know we talked about Jalen Ramsey. And he had a rough year, last, but still, he's still a top-flight corner in this league. Exactly. And he still improved it. He still improved that team. And then you look at the Jets possibly bringing in Aaron Rodgers. You need to load up on your team. So yeah, I, I don't know if I see BJ getting past the Cowboys. Right. If that happens, like, because I think Jerry Jones would definitely pounce on that. But if he were, then yeah, you gotta, you gotta pull the, you better okay. run to the podium. Yeah,
1: you gotta pull the trigger now. Now I think the Cowboys are gonna go tight in round one. I, I think they, they could, yeah. Michael Meyer, you know, I, I think they, uh, they might go they there. So.
2: Yeah, they probably could now.
1: Look! 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 Here, here, here he is. Look, he's you supposed to be on vacation
2: you talking about he cooked us on that Ramsey take last week. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, man. Come on. But, yeah, you see all these teams making moves, and then the Bills, they really had made a lot of moves. Right. So, that's why, like, you got to try to get better because these other teams are making moves to get better. Even the Patriots have done made some moves to try to get better. So, yeah, look, the Bills, again, like I said last week, the Bills are still the top dog. Yes, I do take B. John if he's there at 27, by the way. So, yeah, I think if you're the Bills, you're still the top, the team to beat in the AFC East. However, like I said, I think the gap has gotten closer a little bit because of what the Dolphins have done, and then obviously if the Jets bring in Aaron Rodgers, then, you know, that'll improve that team as well. And that's just
1: in your division. Now, yes. you know, you look at teams like the Chiefs and the Bengals, who hit on on some really good draft picks this past season, like you still have those behemoths that you got to. So mm-hmm. I think it's an arms race in the AFC, man. I, you know, I think if there's an opportunity to get a, a generational talent, I mean, you know, in the, in the scouting community, they talk about Bajan Robinson being the best running back since 2014 to come out in this draft. It, I get, it, it's so easy to get so locked into uh positional needs, positional value and, and kind of draft and, and come to the draft, just shaken because you have to get a linebacker because the Bills lost Tremaine Edmonds. But at the same time, man, it's like if you can strike while the iron's hot and get a generational talent, man, you got to do it, and especially is, at 27.
2: This is not the NBA draft. Like, you can find value later on throughout the course of the draft. Like, this is the NBA draft that, yeah, you you got to take – if you need a wing player, you got to take them whatever you can get them because we already know how the, the talent uh, exponentially decreases in the NBA draft. NFL draft, you can find linemen. You can find you can find a lot of different players. You can find linebackers, quality linebackers later on. Like, will they be as good as Terain Edmonds right away? Probably not. But that doesn't mean they won't be pan out to be starters in this league and somebody that can help you. So, yeah, I definitely think you know take the best available player at times, and then don't worry about it later. Especially when again you talk about the Chiefs you know, still going to be there. The Bengals, stand up making a move to get Orlando ground, which I thought was huge right. for them. Like, that's going to make the, man, that, man, that's all Joe Burrow needed. Like, just a top-flight tackle like that. Uh, yeah, that they're going to be tough. Like, those, the, the AFC goes through those two teams, and then everybody else is kind of jocking for possession after that.
1: Yeah, man, the, the Chiefs scare me. I don't, And I get the Bills beat them in the regular season, but that don't really mean nothing. But when you get to the postseason and you see Joe Burrow, and you see Patrick Mahomes, you got to have something special, not just Stephon Diggs. You got to have some dudes that go yeah. pound for pound, you know, possession for possession. Right now, the Bills are heavily undermanned at that position. I got a question for you though. Yeah. Did you see that the Chiefs are talking about Kadarius Tony being wide receiver one? Did you see that?
2: No, I did not, and I I, I think that's uh, tomfoolery to say the least. Like, <laughs> yeah, I won't right. say the other word, but yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's cap. It's yeah. cap. Like, so I I like I like Kadarius Tony out of Florida you know in the pre-draft process. I thought, I mean, I was hoping that the Bills would, would try to go get him and it didn't happen or whatever. But him as your wide receiver one in that offense, you don't have McCole Hartman. Uh now you got some you got Juju Travis Kelsey who's your guy. Juju's gone. Yeah. Like, doesn't it kind of sound like the Chiefs are are kind of fooling everybody? They're either gonna go wide receiver uh there might take two now they didn't they do have Sterling Moore but he was he was okay as a rookie Scott
2: Moore
1: I really do think the Chiefs are gonna look wide receiver round one
2: yes I, I think I can see that I mean it's lying season people lie about every single thing throughout the course of the all season so it's hard to you know get through the Bs that's been said <laughs> like for some right. of these teams too. So I, I I fail to believe that. That's just like a smoke screen saying oh well we're not gonna we feel comfortable about our wide receiver position. So don't think we're gonna trade we're gonna trade or well, draft a wide receiver in round one, which I think is crazy to think. I mean, if, if a certain guy is there, maybe like a Quentin Johnson from TCU is there, slides down, happen to slides down to you know, all the way down there to 31. Yeah, I think they would take him. Like, I think they would take him in a heartbeat, too, because you see, you know, if you watch, you know, college football like we do, you know, Quentin Johnson uh, was a man of most boys at times, like right. big body guy, you know, be able to get the ball up in space, too. And that's something that I think the Chiefs have really lacked, especially in the receiver core right now.
1: Yeah, I, I was talking to a guy this week about Quentin Johnson. They were like, "Well, he he's not six four like they originally said he was." I'm like, "Do all the all those teams? Who cares? Live, yeah. Who cares? Like the dude has yeah. a four <laughs> vertical, yeah. and, he, and he's gonna give you a head top every time." So I would love to have a a, a skill set like that in my offense. Are you kidding me?
2: Yeah, exactly. It's just, you know, people try to find anything to nitpick at right about now. But, you know, he who cares if he's like a half an inch shorter like than what you thought? I mean, a man plays like he's about 6'5 anyway and goes up and gets the ball. So I, that's all I care about. How do you play? How do you look out there on the field? And what do you do out there in production, obviously? And then he definitely has all of those traits.
1: All right. So so let me give you an either-or situation. And then we're talking NFL draft. And we're going to keep it in the scope of wide receivers I know y'all need one. The Bills need one. Okay, so if you could have your pick of, let's just say, Jackson Smith and Jigba, or you can get Zay Flowers in the second round. Let's just say he falls to the second round. I think he goes first, but we see every single season where a guy that we, like, oh, yeah, he's first round, and he slides to the second round, and they end end up hanging around there, and someone strikes gold. Which one would you rather have, Jackson Smith and Jigba or or, uh, Zay Flowers?
2: I'm going to say flowers. I, I know he's like, I know, I know he's five foot 10, but I, I don't care. Like I, that man, again, I don't care what the height is or what the height what it says. He separates himself from everybody. He's such a great Chris route runner. I right. mean, he, the man was like, he was doing it as a freshman at BC. So and like I said, I saw the guy play at high school, like playing in Fort Lauderdale. So I remember him really well. And, I, I'm not surprised that, you know, he's at this stage now where he could potentially be a first round pick. But I think he's that good. I, I really do. Like I've seen people that are, were that height and then he could he can play on the outside. He can play in the slot, too. He's not just a slot guy. Usually you have slot guys that are like five, nine, five, ten. He can play on the outside and play well. So I'm not worried about him whatsoever. So I, I really I really do like I like them both, Billy, to right. be honest with you. So, but if you're asking me which one I would feel the most comfortable with, is definitely Zay Flowers.
1: Wow, that's a hot take there. That's yeah, a hot I'm... take. Uh, I'm gonna throw another one at you. So we'll, we'll stay we'll stay wide receiver. Let's let's go. Um, the guy that we just talked about from TCU, Quentin Johnson. Okay, would you rather have Quentin Johnson? Let's say your positional draft value is mid first round, like you know, kind of similar to what the Jets are, and yeah. then you could go get Marvin Mims in the second round, late second. Who which one do you want?
2: Uh, I still would say John. Even though I, I I do like Mims, but I still will slightly say Johnson just to, because I think the skill set and everything that he brings. But yeah, Mims is really good too. I, I don't think a lot enough people are really talking about him and what he what he did at production wise on the college level.
1: You know, for that one, I'll go Mims on that one just because Mims can do everything.
2: Like yes, when you talk did.
1: about you talk about route running, he 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 has it. When you talk about understanding leverage and zone coverage and uncovering, uh, I I think he has a really good situation awareness to to make himself available. I, I like his game a lot, man. I I really do think now is he first round grade? I mean, uh maybe not. And and there's and there's the Quentin Johnson. He's friends first round grade as well. So that I, I just think they're really good players. Marvin Mims played on a trash Oklahoma team. Correct,
2: And that's I think what really that's why now. everybody's
1: getting hung up on. But when you go and you watch the dude, you're like, okay, why why, it, why aren't many people talking about him?
2: Yeah, he played on the worst Oklahoma team they probably had in the last 10 years. So that that's a, that has a lot to do with, I think, his draft stock because – yeah, I, I mean, they played in a really bad quarterback situation, like, to say the least. So I really think that hurt his stuff. But beyond that, when you see the player, I mean, he's definitely close to first round talent for sure.
1: Okay, you ready for another one? I got another yeah. one for you. Okay, so we're going to go tight end. Okay, Michael Mayer. Okay, tight end, fighting Irish. Notre Dame. Okay, and let's say uh, you can have Dalton. You know what? Darnell Washington in the second round. Who, uh, which one <laughs> would you rather have? Which one?
2: I'm going Washington. I probably would go Ooh. Washington. Although I like Maya, too. I like Ooh. Maya, but I, I think Washington is on the – like I think he's – it depends on the offense too like that's the thing too like i think if you're talking about a scheme like san francisco or mike miami i think washington would be a great fit for them but if you are talking about somebody like the cowboys or the patriots then maybe i would go with michael Meyer too so like again it's one of those things where it's fit but i like i really like washington again i like both guys but washington would probably be the guy that I picked because I don't even think he said hit his ceiling. That's how I think. You know, he was the tight. He was the second best tight end on the Georgia team last year. To be honest with you, but on a lot of teams, he would be. You know, their top option.
1: So you're getting a lot of love with this. Give me Washington stuff. Yeah.
2: Right? Oh yeah. He can block. He can get. He, like he, he can. He can do it all. He can do it all. He is everything. Especially if you run like a system like the 49ers, where you need that tight end to be an inline blocker. Where you know a lot of these tight ends now are not necessarily good blockers coming out of college, but Washington is.
1: So is Michael Meyer. Like
2: he is. He, he is. is. And he's got I don't better think he's that good. I think he's got better hands. His hands too. are better. His hands are better, yes. But I don't think he's nearly the blocker that uh Washington is.
1: Oh man. See, I, I'm it's a toss-up for me on that one. I don't know who I'd want because I feel like, you know, uh Washington, although I think he has a higher ceiling. You have to wait for that developmental process to take place. Like if he were for, with the Bills, he would be perfect because you got a you got a yes. tight end one. But Michael Meyer, he he can come in today and be tight end one because he's so powerful, yes. right? Correct. So I mean, again, I think a lot of it has to do with who you're drafted to. It matters. Yes. But I think they're going to be two really good tight ends. And, and there's another guy, you know, Sam Laporta from from Iowa. He does he not give you Travis Kelsey vibes.
2: Like if yeah, you I took, mean, if
1: you took the name play off the bat and, and and you had no history of who Travis Kelsey actually is, tell me they are not similar players.
2: Yeah, they they look very similar. They kind of play very similar. And yeah, I mean, again, like I, I mean, Iowa puts out these tight ends in offensive lobby, like right. nobody. I mean, if George Kittle went there. You know, you know, how, we know those story about Iowa offensive lobby, but yeah, man, I think he's one of the more underrated players uh, in the country. So yeah, I, I mean, he would be a good value, like round two. If you look at, if he's around for round three, I don't know if he will be, but, you know, if you're looking for a tight end around there with some the value that I think could potentially blossom into somebody later. You know, remember, George Killer was a third round pick. Right. Right. So, I mean, we can see him be one of those picks. like, man, like I saw how good he was in college. I can't believe he went in the third round. I think that's the same thing you're going to be saying about him, too.
1: Yeah, I think there's I think there's like six solid tight ends in this draft that are yes. actually really good. This is probably the, the, the deepest tight end class that I've ever seen. Since I've been covering the draft, I've never seen this many tight ends as polished and skilled. Dal- Dalton Kincaid is another one. Yes, that's
2: so that's all I good, say. man. He's yeah, so he can go first good. round. Yeah, yeah, he can go first round. Like he's really good. Yeah. Like it's a lot of people are looking like the wide receiver class isn't that great, which is not compared to other drafts. But tight end is great. It's it's uh, it's certain skill positions in this draft that are really good. I love the offensive line. Like, I think the, the trenches guys are good. Defensive line is also really good. And tight ends are really good, too. Like, those would be, you know, some of the top, you know, position groups in this draft, at least for me.
1: Okay, so if you could, if you're the And Dallas quarterback, Cowboys, obviously. And quarterback, <laughs> okay, we quarterback. We, okay, I'll do running back and then quarterback, and then we'll do our little mock draft. So, running back. You know, I'm a big fan. I love B. John Robinson, but I really, really love Jameer Gibbs. Like, he – Jamir gives. He's so sudden with the ball. He's fast. Like he wastes. he has zero wasted steps. I mean, this guy, I think he has really good contact balance, catches yes. the ball out of the backfield. Like if you so if you're a team that OK, like like because I'm thinking like if I'm the Cowboys, right, you can go fill a need in round one. And then if you have to like trade up in the round two to get Jameer Gibbs would you rather do that or would you rather just say you know what we need a running back so I'm going to go with Bijan here and then we'll kind of let the chips fall where they may
2: well I think uh I think Gibbs is going to go in the first round except because I think Bijan could be taken earlier than that to be honest with you I think you could see a team late in the first round either trade ups in the first round to get him or you know a team in the back end that needs a running back you know like maybe the Bills you know, possibly take him. I think he is everything you want in the running back. He can catch the ball out the backfield. He's a really good runner, uh tremendous runner. Like, he he could be – look, everybody's fascinated about B. John Robinson and the sure. so I think he is the top running back in this draft. For sure. However, Gibbs is not too far behind either. I think if people place more value on running backs, I think you can make the case that both of these guys have first round grades. And I think, you know, I I really do think he's that good.
1: Right. Right. Like I know B. John's a generational talent like that's that's a given. But man, Jameer Gibbs is like not far behind him. It's not like it's he's in a class by himself. And then, you know, it's like Jameer Gibbs is knocking on the doorstep.
2: He reminds me of Alvin Kamara. Yeah. He really does. Like, who also started his he started his career at Alabama before going to Tennessee. But I think they're very similar as far as skill set. Kamara might be a little bit faster, but I think as far as what they do out there on the field, it's very, very similar.
1: Okay, so l- this is the last one, then we're going to do our mock. So you're the Texans. Oh, no, you're the Panthers, and you're on the clock with the first pick overall, and you have to pick. They need a quarterback, and we all know that they're going quarterback. You have your choice. Bryce Young.
2: C.J. Stroud. No, I'm going to go Anthony. No, I'm just no, I'm not going go to go Anthony Richardson. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's been rumblings. They are interested. Uh, for what I understand, David Tepper, the owner, really likes Anthony Richardson. You know, they got their pro day coming up next week. So we'll see what Anthony Richardson does in the pro day. But out of those two, I, I would take C.J. Stroud. I think C.J. is really ascending himself there. I like Bryce Young, too. But for what C.J., especially what he showed me against Georgia, uh, in the semifinal game i think he pretty solidified that for me and then his size like his skill set he's able to run I, I would take you know Bryce Young might be the better of the two maybe but i think you know if you're the Panthers they i feel comfortable with them taking cj stroud right now
1: so i feel like i go bryce young i just feel like when you you know number 1 overall pick i mean your talent stands alone but there's a leadership element. I'm not saying CJ Stroud can't do it. And I'm not just hating on him because he's an Ohio State quarterback. But <laughs> but I feel like, you know, when you talk about footwork, quick release, I, I do I agree with you on this part where CJ Stroud has the best ball placement and accuracy of any quarterback in this draft, in my opinion. Just the different angles and where and how he could fit the ball in different places. I think, you know, he's he's him when it comes to that in yeah. this draft class. But I just feel like you know, when you're talking about number one overall pick, I just feel like you know Bryce Young gives you all the things. that he might not have as a, a, all the you know things that you want from throwing the ball. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but man, no. he does a lot of things really well. Like this, he's one of the only quarterbacks that that I saw uh, watching film that that gets to the line and starts making checks. You know what I'm saying? The protections and stuff—that's advanced quarterback play. I just feel like you know that's that's. I think that for me, when I saw that, I was like, okay. Bryce
2: Young's number one. Yeah, they do a lot of, like, pro-style stuff with Alabama. I remember Bill O'Brien was there. So, Mm -hmm. like, they do a lot of, you know, pro – like, they kind of treat their players, like, very – professional like so and that doesn't that's not really lost on me either because i think that makes the transition to the nfl that much you know right, easier right. and smoother for a player like that because they're already they're already running nfl type routes and concepts and things like that too so yeah i, I think either one of these guys are gonna be fine um like i think bryce young is tremendous like i've seen them play you know since the end back to high school but I think, you know, I think that's the direction they're going to go. And I think Houston will probably end up taking Bryce Young, too. But the wild card in all this is Anthony Richardson because I think he probably has the highest ceiling out of all of them. The problem is he's only started 13 games in Florida and very raw. Like, had he went back to school, like, which I understand why he didn't because next year's quarterback class is just as good. You know, in this one, although I think he could, he possibly could be the number one. He would have been the number one pick next year, too. But although, you know, you got Caleb, you got Kayla, you Caleb, is. you got Caleb Williams. That's what I say. You got Caleb Williams. You got uh, May out of North Carolina, too. Yeah. So those, those two, like, would be tough as well. So I get why he came out this year. And he's going to be, he's probably going to be a top four pick somewhere, whether it be the Colts, Colts or get some, uh, another other team that's going to trade up maybe with Arizona to get him.
1: Okay. All right. So let's do this. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna share my uh I'm gonna share my screen here, okay? We're gonna we're gonna get this mock draft in. So we're gonna let's say two rounds, okay? Uh so I got the Jets and the Bills in here. So we we you ready to do this?
2: Yes, sir. Let's go.
1: Let's do it. All right, so Jets are on the clock. Now, let me tell you, so you know, as a little review, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson went number two overall in this mock draft simulation. CJ Stroud went to number seven with the Raiders. Uh there's nothing seriously that like I would I would protest. So you're on the clock at at pick number thirteen. All right. So can you see the the list of prospects here for the Jets? Uh,
2: yeah, I can. Yes.
1: Okay. So who who you want out of here? So you got Quentin Johnson. You got uh, Kalaja Kansi. Brian Branch who would be solid for you guys. Uh, Joey Porter Jr. You can get two lockdown corners here. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, Paris Johnson, Brian Bricey, Nolan Smith.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take your cue and follow, like, what you said and go with Paris Johnson Jr. I think, you know, that's a position that they need. Obviously, we talked about, you know, the Jets' offensive line. They had 11 start, play, players start on the offensive line last year. Yeah. So the Bay would have him, which I at one time I didn't think he would fall that far, right. which now right. he, he, he may or may not still is kind of uh, borderline. But if he's there, I think you got to, you know, build for the future. Although we're this is a team that's trying to win now. But yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to strike. Why? I it's to take a guy like that that's gonna solidify your offensive line yeah. for the next decade. Yeah. And last year, you know, you had off you took Ohio State guy in the first round too. So hopefully, it works out the same as well.
1: Yeah, you can spare me all day on that Ohio State mess <laughs> <laughs> all day long. All right, all right. So the Bills are on the clock. Uh, Dalton Kincaid is here. Josh, da- I mean, dude, there ain't really much for the Bills like. Ah, I, ooh, God. See, this is the, see, this is it, man. Like, the Bills <laughs> being at 27, like, I'm not okay with taking anybody here At, at from what I see on this board. Like, I'm not going to, I would be such a homer if I took Mazi Smith. I don't think he's first-round talent. But when you're picking at 27, I think there's 21 first round grades in this draft, you're picking a second round talent. And so for the sake of not trading out of this pick, we're going to take somebody at 27. I have to pick somebody. And if I have to do that, I might as well fill my biggest need of of my roster right now, which is linebacker. And I have to go Jack Campbell. I mean, you know, he's, he's the most athletic six foot five. And he, I mean, when you watch him in Iowa, I mean, he's all over the field, all the time making plays He's leader of that defense. Uh, he's super solid. So if I'm the Bills, I mean, you kind of have to marry yourself uh, to Jack Campbell, saying that you let Tremaine Emmons go. So we got the Jets yeah. on the clock.
2: Yeah, <coughs> yeah. Apparently, now the Jets have two first round picks you, <laughs> in the second round. So yeah, um, yeah. Who, who, like, like, what's on the board? Then okay. I'm trying to look right there. All right, what's so, on the board? What's on the board at? Um, let me see. At linebacker, so, put it that way.
1: So Dan Henley's on the board at linebacker. You could, you could have him. You could have uh, Sam Laporta, Antonio Johnson's here. Um, You could have Luke Weipler for a center. You could have Tank Dell. You probably don't need Tank Uh Dell. Luke Musgrave. Uh, Felix Anaduki Uzoma as an edge player.
2: All right, let's, let's look at safety then. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's go with the safety. Yeah, let's go with the safety. Let's, yeah, go, let's, go, with let's the safety. go with
1: Antonio Johnson. I think drafting Antonio yes. Johnson, I think he's extremely yes. versatile. I think, you know, having those guys in your secondary that, that good, Antonio Johnson will fit right in. I think it's a scheme fit. I think that's an excellent pick for y'all.
2: Yes, I, I think that'd be yeah, ideal too because they definitely need some safety help too as well.
1: All right, so you, you got a tackle and you got a safety and you're on the clock again. I feel like here yeah. you probably you need to get like a, a offensive. Oh, you want to go center?
2: Yeah, need. we had to go with center now. Yeah. Okay. We to let's, go with the center.
1: let's see what you got here. Um, let's go. Uh where is the center interior offensive lineman? here we go all right so you have your choice of joe tenner oh, yeah. is still on the board john michael smith is still on the board oh yeah they're going that no-brainer. yes this yes. is a no brainer yes. john That's michael haul, smith right. is your is, yes. is my top yes. interior offensive lineman, without a shadow of a doubt yes. i don't know about these uh player rankings on pff but uh john michael smith is off the board so you uh being the jets man you guys you got look you got a haul so far uh so back to the bills uh this is trash to me actually (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um if i'm the bills i got my linebacker i need to fill another need offensive line is probably that's what i say
2: offensive line like i think they need some help there
1: yeah i could go matt bergeron to to give uh you know spencer brown some 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 player right tackle um but you know i feel like in the second round I don't want to take a developmental guy. I want a guy that can come in and play right away, right? So I'm gonna go back to interior offensive line here. Now I have my selection of Luke Weipler, Andrew Voorhees you yeah. towards ACL. He's not gonna be available. Luce Guno Teamy from Michigan. Now, you know, the homer, me says take a Olutimi, but this is the second round. I don't think the the values there for him. Uh Weipler, I I mean, he's Ohio State. I really ain't trying to fool with him like that. You know yeah, what? I was
2: gonna I actually was to say the Jets. I was gonna have him go to the Jets too. Yeah, like
1: So for for uh, for the sake of tonight, you know, I'm gonna go Cody Mock, North Dakota State office yes. tackle. I just That's think this, he he's a mean son of a gun. He, you know, he's uh, I think he's technically refined. He's ugly as sin too. So I want my offensive lineman just ugly, like just yes. that man ain't got no teeth. He really don't have front teeth. Like I don't know what That's happened. Fine. I want them ugly, you know what I'm saying? That's what yeah, I that's want, f- man.
2: Yeah, that's fine. That's what you want your offensive lineman to be. You want them to be mean and ugly and you know, look like hockey players. That's exactly what you want. Right. <laughs> like, you want them like coming out look like they just got out the farm. Like that's exactly what you want.
1: Yeah, heck yeah. So so you I, I would say the Jets, you know, if you're picking for the Jets and that's what you guys come away with, that that's an A-plus draft. You know, you you're getting some solid guys in g- another draft class by the Jets where you guys are kicking ass and taking names. Now, I say you guys cuz that's your squad, bro. Like you have to own it. Yeah, come
2: on, man. So you <laughs> that's have not to my own. That. That's, that's not my squad. That's not my squad. But hey, I I just write about the team, you know, for good or for good or better or worse.
1: <laughs> the, the Jets are like like Miley Cyrus, right? When she was like just kind of like ooh, you know, Hannah Montana and then you're like she kind of got a little older, you're like, "Okay, like you I mean, you still kind of busted, but you can come hang out." Hey, like that's what the Jets hey. are to me.
2: Hey, Miley was, had that phase when she was doing some hip-hop, too. Like, she Ooh. was doing a little hip-hop thing. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, she and was, she was out there. She was out there.
1: Oh, man, yeah, Miley was out there. I can't give y'all, like, uh, somebody super pretty, because, you know, I, I can't. The Bills are the pretty girl in the room right now, so y'all going to have to be second tier or something.
2: Right, right. I mean, what's the pretty girl in the room, though?
1: You know, it's whatever your heart desires. It could be a, a, a Beyoncé. <laughs> Right, yeah, I mean, it it could be now. I have my favorites, okay, but you know, I don't want to get too excited on this podcast and, and let me <laughs> out of the bag, Right?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I guess, I guess that's true. We all do have our favorites, so yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Beyonce. Yeah, I think a lot of people would say she's an a so top right. tier.
1: Yeah, be, yeah. yeah we, we'll talk about that offline. But however, <laughs> <laughs> however. You, my friend, when we're wrapping up here, you are going to the owner's meeting. Now, yes. for those of people, explain to the fans out there who don't know what happens at the owner's meeting. Why, why don't you talk, kind of talk about what you're going to be doing out there?
2: Well, basically, um, a lot of, basically, owner like g- owners, general managers, and coaches are out there. And it's basically a big convention. And then they, you know, they're going to decide rules for the upcoming year. Like, it's, it's all, I'm on a Zoom on Friday, actually, talking about, some of the new guidelines that they're going to be going over field wise. I have no idea what this is going to de-entail, but normally like, well, we'll t- like we have breakfast with the coaches and then mm-hmm. we talk to them, you know, for about an hour, just about various topics. It's the best availability you're going to get all year, like period. So basically I'll be talking to the Sala and then I'm going to try to get over to all the AFC East coaches. So, you know, I'm going to try oh. to, You know, I'm going to have a recorder with the Jets, and then I'm going to try to make my way to Sean McDermott. I'm curious to know what their thoughts are about the Jets, you know, possibly getting Aaron Rodgers, and then how that shapes the rest of the division and what they look like. I'm curious to see. I'm sure Bill Belichick probably won't say a whole lot, but, you know, McDermott and McDaniel will probably have some interesting comments what what to say about Aaron Rodgers joining the fray.
1: So, okay, so, you know, now I got a question for you. And this yeah. may be a weird question, but and I'm a weird guy when it comes to this kind of stuff. Do you ever <laughs> like watch people eat? Like, I feel I could tell a a lot about somebody by the way they eat. And and you guys being at the coaches' meetings or uh, the owners' meetings, there's a lot of food down there.
2: Have well, yes, just, it will be. Have
1: you just seen a situation where someone's just eating, and you're like, bro, I I I, I came I came by with you because you eat like like you just
2: yeah, I, I've I've you. met people like that, yeah
1: you want you want
2: you want to <laughs> share okay. no no, I do not I do not yeah, i am uh, not I, I, I have to do that offline but yeah I, I definitely uh, but I know what you're talking about I, I but yeah try. It, 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 yeah there'll be some it'll be some eating uh uh-huh, they have breakfast there what we'll also serve us dinner too as well it'll also be some you know alcoholic beverages as Ooh. well with the coaches okay so okay. They, they get to lay their hair down. And then it's kind of relaxed, too. So it's going to be fun. It's really going to be a good time. All
1: right. Well, while you're out there dining with the Philistines, you know, I'm going to be out here holding it down for you. I'm going to be working. All right, man. I'm going to be working. (laughs) Hopefully I'll be at the draft next, uh, next month. I know you'll be there. And if I'm out there, we're definitely going to have to link up and do the damn thing, so forth.
2: Yeah, definitely let me know.
1: All right, so that will be uh, – that's going to be the end of the show today. You know, you've been kicking it with Sturls and my guy Antoine Staley. This is the Chop Up, and and just so y'all know, if you haven't liked, follow, and subscribe to the Buffalo Romans VidCast feed or the Chop Up or any of our shows. Twan, why don't you tell our listeners how they can find you and your work.
2: Just find me at Antoine Staley on Twitter. Uh, all social media platforms also find me at the New York Daily News as well.
1: All right man well that is uh that's all for the chop up man and uh I'm going to have to say we out of here go Bills